into every generation, a champion is born. One contestant in all the world. A chosen one. They alone will wield the strength and skill to fight the arcane knowledge and the torture of the hot seat to stop the spread of the ignorant and the swell of their number. They are the champion. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Beat My Guest. I'm your host, AJ Mass. If you're new to the show, each week I invite a guest to sit in the hot seat and field questions in a wide variety of topics, earning as many points for the episode as they can. For those of you playing along at home, you have but one task set before you, and that is to see if you can beat my guest. But before you can beat my guest, you need to meet my guest. So let's give a warm welcome to today's guest. Back in the hot seat once more into the breach, my friend. It is Tucker Warner. Tucker, how are you? I'm doing great, AJ. How about you? I'm doing just fine and dandy. It is a new year. It is 2021 as we record this first podcast that I'm recording in the new year. Are you uh, with a new attitude, to borrow the uh, the phrase? From uh, what was uh, Patty LaBelle, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know how to describe my attitude right now with all this. I'm certainly relieved uh, that some of this is behind us. Let's put it that way. Very, very true. I don't want 2020 to get picked up for a second season. I'm happy with a cliffhanger ending, too. That's okay with me. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, yeah, well, this is 2021, but we still have some 2020 business to wrap up here. Namely, you are the final contestant in the first annual Beat My Guest Tournament, which I had been calling the 2020 Tournament, but I always knew it was going to roll over into the start of the new year. That you know They do that with uh, many of our fine sports. You know, Super Bowl will be in 2021 for the 2020 season. It's all good. Uh, have you been listening? Are you aware of, of the task that is set before you here today? Uh, yes, I am. Yes, I have. And it seems extremely daunting. Uh, I look forward to getting guillotined at the end of this, as I know my fate will be. We shall see. You know, it, it, it's no guarantee. But before we get uh, rolling into the game, you know, who are you? I'm sure a lot of people are wondering, who is this Tucker Warner? i got to give you a chance to give the biographical blurb. So please, by all means, introduce yourself to the crowd who is going to try, uh, hopefully uh, for you, in vain to beat you this episode. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, so I'm Tucker. I uh, work in fantasy sports after uh, doing the sports blog game for most of my adult life. Um, currently living right outside of Hartford. Um Nice little area over here uh, that's tried to keep me sane through uh, quarantine, which might or might not have worked, as uh, you'll probably see over the course of this episode. Fair enough. And yes, you know, you are technically the competition, but that's okay. Friendly rivalries here. It's all good. No, no, you don't work for that certain four-letter Bristol company, so... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, AJ. Exactly. It's all good. We are going to move on to something completely other. Namely, this, that, or the other. Yes, that's right. You all know the drill by now, the first round of our little competition here. This, that, or the other. I'm going to give you three categories, Tucker, and I'm going to read off a list of ten items related to those categories. Your task is to take each one of those items and place them in that correct category for each one you do so with. One point is headed your way, but you must be 
careful. Some items may in fact fit multiple categories, in which case you will only get that point if you correctly state all of the categories to which that item fits. Two things I'm going to promise you as we roll into this category. You all know the promises by now. Promise number one. Each item does fit at least one category. I am not going to do any shenanigans in that regard and laugh at you for saying, ha ha, none of them, you fool. No, you will have a match. It's just a question of, do you get the right category or categories? Secondly, all 10 of these items are being pulled at random from a larger list of options. So if you're going to use game theory and try and figure out, oh, he hasn't done a lot from that category, that's not going to help you. Ain't going to work. No siree, randomly picked. Do you agree to continue, sir, or you want to escape now? <laughs> you know, this has been fun. I think I'm good now. No, no, no. Let's go forward. Let's go forward. All right. Very good. Here, sir, are your three categories. First up would be this. This is characters from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Fine film. Fast Times characters. Is your this. Your that. 2020 pictures on the staff of the Cleveland Indians. 2020 Indians pictures and it could be could be could be in the wheelhouse we shall see and our other another category to round out 2020 2020 MTV video music awards nominees nominees for video music award the songs or the artists well we will find out won't we (laughs) (laughs) no we're looking for the artists here these are the nominees for the artists all three categories here are point two names so therefore it would be a little bit more more difficult in the other capacity but anyway i'm glad that we clarified that uh one thing i will not be clarifying the last thing i have to say before we get started is i will not be clarifying the spelling of any of these because as you know homophones are fair play Let's get this rolling. Let's get you on the board. Let's get you some points. Let's see where you stand. Here is item number one. Again, your categories. Fast Times, Characters, 2020 Indians, Pictures, 2020 VMA nominees. Item number one, Spicoli. Okay. Um, So when you were listing up the categories, uh, even though I have seen Fast Times, it was a while ago. um, And I was like, okay, I think I can only remember two characters. (laughs) In terms of their names, um, this is certainly one of them. So uh, I don't think that there are any pitchers on the Cleveland baseball team uh, with this last name. And I can't imagine there's any pop singers of the same name right now. So I'll go just Fast Times. Fast Times is correct. Uh, You know, sometimes the random wheel gives you a softball to ease you into things. And certainly (laughs) did there. Well done. One point. Of course, for those of you out there who have never seen this movie and have no idea what we're talking about, A, for shame, B, I know, I'm old, and C, well, you know, that's just what happens. <laughs> it's trivia. <laughs> All right. Item number two, Malone. Malone. Okay. Um, well, okay. So there, this could fit into any of them. Uh, that's definitely a name that could have theoretically been in a you know '80s teen comedy. Um, there's the baseball pitcher Tommy Malone, who I can't remember who he pitched for last year. Very well could have been out of Cleveland's bullpen. And there's of course Post Malone, who is uh, you know the bane of my existence when I listen to pop radio. So got away all of these. Um, so okay, um, I think I'm gonna take a stab at this one. And given those options. I th- did Tommy Malone 
pitch in is he still in the majors? Mm. Yeah, um, why not? Let's let's say all three. All three. Wow, you are really going for the gusto here. Unfortunately, that is not correct. Not all three. Not all two. In fact, only Post Malone um, is who we're referring here. Tommy Malone is a pitcher. In fact, pitched for two teams. Two teams last year. Started with Baltimore, went to Atlanta. Pitched in the past with a bevy of teams. Strangely, despite the fact he's pitched for like seven different teams, none of them are the Indians. So, oh, never right. was that correct. <laughs> <laughs> But that's okay. It is early. There are a lot of these to go. Let's move on quickly. Erase it from the memory. Erase it from the memory. Uh, item number three, Capaldi. Capaldi. Okay. Um, there is a singer, Louis Capaldi. So at least MTV there. Um, I don't think there are any baseball players named Capaldi. I think uh, that'd be in a, Probably a historical unique, if I remember right. We might have to be ref that afterward uh, if I'm if I am right. Um, as for fast times, man, I know every single one of these names. I can tell I'm going to be like, ooh, sounds like it could be for fast times. That's an Amy Hackerling style name right there. And well, you know, I don't remember it, and it uh, it burned me last time. So uh, let's say just MTV nominee. Just MTV nominee. I suppose if one of the other categories was Doctor Who actors, you could say it was uh, in that category as well, but that was not one of the categories. <laughs> uh, yes, just Louis Cavalli. Correct. One point for you. Uh, we're sitting on two after three. That's pretty good. Let's keep that uh, momentum going there and keep that percentage going higher. Item number four, Maluma. Maluma. Interesting. All right. Okay. For For fast times, I feel like a lot of them might not have been like a, if I remember right, most were no. That just a, that just doesn't sound like it came up there again. I'm probably gonna be wrong. Um, I can't think of any baseball players with that name. So uh, even though I don't know of a singer with this name for sure, let's uh, go with just MTV again. Just MTV again. Just a point for you again. Yes, Maluma, a Colombian singer, did uh, did something with the weekend. So oh, he's, uh, okay. yeah. mm -hmm. uh, the weekend not on our list here because it's you know very few pitchers have the. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean John Weekend isn't going to be on Cleveland this year? Yeah, John the Weekend. Yeah, <laughs> but he's yeah, and, and it's a homophone though. He spells it with with two Ks and, and an extra E. Uh, <laughs> item number five. Item five is Bieber. Okay, so uh, Shane Bieber did, I believe, win the Cy Young. In the AL this year as a member of Cleveland. Um, there's certainly a more famous Bieber uh, who is a singer. Don't I don't really feel like I need to explain who Justin Bieber is at this point, <laughs> even to this audience. <laughs> I, th I feel like we all know him. Um, and no, I, I don't recall that name popping up in Fast Time, so we'll go with Pitcher and MTV. Wouldn't you have hated me if I had said that he hadn't been nominated for a VMA and it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> screwed you over that way? I did not know. Uh, yes, you are correct. Uh, Justin Bieber, VMA nominee. Shane Bieber, who uh, notoriously on the day of the uh, on the day of the year that the MLB allows players to wear their own nicknames uh, on the backs of their jerseys, he always puts not Justin. <laughs> as his nickname well done point to you four out of five the back half of the this that or the other starts now with item number six vargas vargas Ooh, that could go any variety of ways um 
I don't recall there being musical artist with Vargas in their name. I suppose it could be you know, the real last name of um, like Bad Bunny, for example. Um, there is Jason Vargas, the pitcher, but I think he retired. Um, he'd be getting up there for um, especially a pitcher if he was still kicking it in the MLB. And again, I don't recall anybody um, from Fast Times, although you know my memory for that is uh, not as strong as it would be for the other two categories. So, you know, um, yeah, let, let's go with just Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Just Fast Times at Ridgemont High is your answer. Jason Vargas pitched for the Mets. <laughs> Lost said about that the best. Um, I don't know if he opted out for COVID or something like that. Uh, so not a pitcher for the Indians. Indeed, uh, Mr. Vargas is the uh, bizarre teacher in Fast Times played by uh, Vincent Chiavelli. Oh, all right. Really weird looking dude. We're, he's the really weird-looking uh, zombie-like dude who... Uh, he's one of my favorite character actors. Um, every time he pops in, I get like a little dopamine rush, just like, oh, that guy, I love him. I uh, never turned that, that performance. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. Uh, all right, we're going to move on to item number seven. You're doing well. Savali. Savali. Oh, okay, that's... Um, that's a Cleveland pitcher. He's in their rotation, Aaron Savali. I actually didn't know that's how it was pronounced until now, which is why I needed to get that little rec- uh, recognizance there. Um, I can't imagine that there's anybody else from the other two categories that fits, so we'll, we'll go with just uh, pitcher. Yes, pitcher is correct, Aaron Savali. Yeah, I mean, it's not Sivale. I mean... <laughs> Savale, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Item number eight, Karichnik. Karichnik. All right. Um, I think that is, once again, a pitcher. James, I think, is his first name. Um, and that seems that seems like an uncommon enough name to just be uh, you know, the baseball player, so we'll go just pitcher. Just pitcher indeed. James made his debut in 2019 and pitched a little bit in 2020 as well. Well done. You're doing great. We've got two left. Let's move on. Item number nine, Damone. Damone. All right. I don't, I can't think of a pitcher with that last name unless he's thrown like 10 innings uh, and maybe I missed his games. Um, I don't know of any current singer with that name um but that does ring a bell in terms of uh fast times um i couldn't tell you if this is you know one of uh brad's friends or whether this is um you know uh uh, oh, uh forrest whitaker's character or somebody like that but um let, let's go with uh let's go with fast times here fast times is correct damone and item number 10 your final item to wrap this round up is hand and this is the one at the beginning i was hoping would be on here <laughs> because uh mr hand is uh the teacher that spicoli antagonizes there is also brad hand who better better still be on cleveland right now <laughs> and I, i'm going to go with pitcher fast times and let me think before mtv because certainly a possibility 
I can't think of anybody named Hand, so uh, we'll go with Fast Times and Baseball. Fast Times and Baseball, indeed. Very well done. Aloha to you. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely remembered. Yeah, uh, Forrest Whitaker, of course, is in uh, Fast Times. You're correct. There he plays a character named Jefferson. So, uh, of course, uh, I didn't want to say that before because I hadn't finished the game. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, Damone's kind of the, hey, it's Damone. Hey, you know, look at me. I'm Damone. Uh, yeah, yeah. Actor who, I'm sure he did other stuff, but all I know him is Damone. <laughs> I remember. Yeah, well done. Uh, You can share your pizza with the whole class. Uh, That would be nice. But the points you can keep to yourselves. You have earned them. Nine out of ten. How you feeling? Though you got that round out of your out of your system. There, you're all warmed up, and 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 you're feeling a little bit better about things. Uh, You know, it was very nice to have a baseball category in that. Uh, Otherwise, this could have gone very, very south. This is true. Uh, That is the beauty of random draw of uh, our main categories, the this, that, the other, the guillotine, and the fungo, all randomly drawn. And so, hey, sometimes it hits you, sometimes it doesn't. Seems like this was in the proverbial wheelhouse, but enough of me yapping and yammering. I've been doing that a little bit too much. I know some people think that that's just a general complaint about the show, but particularly at the start of the show, I do a lot of yapping. I want you to do some yapping as well, so you know what the task is for you people in the hot seat. you got to bring a little bit of tippet, a little... Today I learned a little bit of information to share with the class... Share with the class. Share with the class. Spicoli, share with the class. Or even in this class... Tucker, what do you know? Sure. So this is actually something I learned uh, recently found interesting. Uh, one of the things that I like as a big movie person is uh, seeing what directors do when they're not doing, you know, uh, narrative feature length films, um, particularly, you know, like music videos, commercials, uh, you know, other things along those lines. Um, and one of my favorite directors, if you uh, remember one of my earliest appearances on the show, is David Fincher. Uh, he's well known for doing music videos and worked with a bunch of artists over a bunch of times. He did Madonna's Vogue, for example. Um, and, of course, he's also well known for working with some famous actors multiple times. But because of these commercials, uh, he did a series with Nike. The first actor David Fincher collaborated with on multiple occasions was Basketball Hall of Famer David Robinson. Basketball Hall of Famer David Robinson. You might say he was someone that David Fincher had to look up to. (laughs) (laughs) That most people look up to. (laughs) Yeah, I do remember those commercials. They were, uh, if I recall, those were like Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood, which was a spin on uh, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, which Eddie Murphy had done the Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood on Saturday Night Live. And, hey, you got got a big... uh, star basketball player named Mr. Robinson, it only makes sense that uh, you use you use the joke, lean into it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no one ever accused these big uh, ad agencies of writing their own jokes all the time, so... <laughs> Indeed. And, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure uh, as a fan of David Fincher myself, I mean, I'm a little disappointed that the, those commercials didn't take a dark turn at the end, and we find out that there are dead bodies in David Robinson's uh, kitchen the whole time or anything like that, because that's just the Fincher style. Yeah, there's no, like, CGI tracking shot as we go through an impossible maneuver for the camera in those. It's just David Robinson. What gives? Yeah. Yeah, the lack of Trent Reznor soundtrack. I mean, it's just, oh, it's horrible. <laughs> Terribly disappointing. Well, thank you for sharing. I uh, Obviously, I remember uh, the commercials, but I, I honestly, I didn't know that particular tidbit, uh, that little part of the fact, but good to know. Uh, you look, you got nine points into this, that, or the other. You're well on your way to potentially 
a top six finish. That is what you're striving for here. If you get in the top six, uh, you'll be coming back in that hot seat very, very quickly as the top six move on to the semifinals. We have uh, a bunch of people just waiting anxiously, two in particular, sitting there tied for the five, six spot, uh, hoping that you do not uh, shoot past them because then I got to figure out some sort of tie break. So uh, I, I'm happy to do so. I'm not rooting against you either, but uh, yeah. Paul. Balls in your court as we head to the part of the game that uh, doesn't yet have a name, but I'm pretty sure we're going to adopt a certain name that Carmela suggested uh, for the semifinal round. But this is still the main the main frame, so I'm still going to call it the, the part of the game with five questions that increase in score by one for each question as we go along uh, there. So the first question going to be worth one point. Second question, two points. Third question, that's going to be that. Fun Fungo, going to be worth up to a maximum of three points. Then we'll have the fourth question worth four points. And I know it's not rocket surgery. Fifth question is going to be worth... Uh, I'm getting five points for this, AJ. Oh, are you? Oh, oh that wasn't cocky. Oh, no. was just, he was just stating <laughs> the fact. I'm getting it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, we shall see. You never know. You know, the, the conceit is that they may increase in difficulty. But really, hey, you know, if it's in your real house, it's in your real house. Let us see... Question number one for one point headed your way. Good luck, here it be. One decade after a failed effort to install a character portrayed by Timothy Rose as its mascot, what school now has Tony the Landshark patrolling its sidelines? Landshark? Well, it makes me think of the Landshark beer, which is uh, brewed in Florida. I think that's the jimmy buffett's beer so it's got to be in the area timothy rose now that getting nothing although you know having that back pocket idea of you know like they they tried to install an existing character as their mascot um it's definitely something i could in theory get something out of um let's think a little bit so if we go down that route um we've got boca raton there is florida atlantic their mascot's the Owls. Um, I'm doing all this because I can't think of a mascot uh, with the Sharks, obviously. <laughs> Otherwise, this would be probably easier. Which means that... Uh, is there a famous fictional owl? I mean, Zack Snyder tried with the Gahula Owls. Um, okay, that one doesn't necessarily jump out. Um, I guess it's possible this could be like a D3 school also. Um there's no reason it couldn't be. Uh, let's see what's in Florida. Full Sail has a film school. I don't know what their mascot is, uh, but I'm aware that's a school in Florida that has a film school to make the Fincher connection, maybe. Um, I can't imagine this would be Navy and we're connecting it to David Robinson. That seems like it would be... Uh, hmm. Where is it? Definitely... A school like Navy would have the clout to potentially commission an existing character for use as a mascot. Um, I also have seen Navy play football in person. I don't recall a mascot at all. That was a while ago, and I suppose it's because they couldn't get Timothy Rose's character. So I'm going down a bunch of different uh, through lines here. I don't think I'm on the right track. Um, just do a 50-50 between the ones that I do have. We'll say... Uh, hmm. We will say... Uh, I keep going back and forth. Let's uh, let's just do Navy. 
Navy is your answer. Did you happen to make an Owls of Gahuli reference in there? My goodness. <laughs> I sure did. Yeah, you never know what's going to happen. I mean, I, I assume that's how you pronounce it. As I vaguely remember the commercials for it, and uh, we, we can call them the Owls of Savali and pronounce it however the hell we want. So, <laughs> so we're very right, Tucker, to uh, look for links, obviously, with your facts. That's how I roll. You know this by now. You know the drill. And uh, certainly, David Robinson did indeed play for Navy. But no, that is not the connection here. It is not Navy. Uh, it is connected to David Robinson. However, uh, you, of course, remember David Robinson, the, the basketball player. And uh, what was his nickname? Uh, the Admiral. The Admiral, yes, indeed. Spinning off from Admiral, uh, there was a school that needed to change their mascot because of the Civil War connotations of their previous mascot. They were, of course, the Rebels prior to that. Old Miss is what we're talking about here. Uh, Old Miss had a survey amongst its students, and uh, they thought it would be really cool to get the most famous Rebel of all, Admiral Akbar, <laughs> oh. <laughs> from the Star Wars movies. <laughs> Uh, and they petitioned uh, Lucasfilm, and Lucasfilm said, no, nah, sorry, uh, not going to happen. He's busy patrolling uh, the galaxy to keep it safe from the Empire. But thank you for your interest. Uh, Timothy Rose played Admiral Akbar in the movies. Uh, and uh, after going with some sort of bear for a couple of years, they finally have come up with another corporate sponsor to help them. And Tony the Landshark uh, is patrolling the sidelines. Uh, actually, there is a really cool story is that there was a student at the school who uh, died in service of the country, and uh, he was nicknamed the Landshark. So they're kind of honoring him as well. So it's, it, it, it's all good, and it doesn't have nothing to do with the Confederacy, so it's super all good. Ole Miss! University of Mississippi is what we were looking for. Well, uh, honestly, in some ways, it's lucky that the guy was nicknamed Landshark and not Natural Light. Well, that is very true. <laughs> uh, here he is, Sid Yingling. What are we going to do with that? <laughs> uh, indeed. So, yeah, for two years now, Ole Miss, Tony the Landshark. I, I, I still think Admiral Akbar would have been really, really cool. But, uh, you know. If they could make that happen, yeah. Not too, not too many Mons Calamari uh, in, the, in the mascot world. All right, we're going to move on now. You're still at nine. Nine's still a great score keeping you very much in contention for just with one or two more points. Sneak into that guillotine range, but we, we will get to all that. Are you ready for your two-pointer, sir? Let's do it. Question two for possible two points. What actress, Tucker, what actress was rushed to the hospital in 2002 after getting bitten on the hand by an animal who was supposed to co-star with her? The scene in question had to be rewritten. And was shot 24 hours after the incident. What actress am I talking about? All right. Now, I'm going to be honest here. I don't think the connection is David Robinson this time. I think we may be going down the, the Fincher train for this one. So let's think. Who has he worked with? Now, let's see. 2002. Um, so that was the year that Panic Room was released. Um, that had... Jodie Foster and Kristen Stewart. Now, there weren't. Was there a was there a dog in that movie? I don't don't recall that. Um, could have been either of them, but also very much could have been uh, an actress that's worked with Fincher multiple times, perhaps in another movie. Um, let's see. Uh, Kristen Stewart was definitely young at the time. There's reason to think that she could have been in a scene 
with an animal. I feel like they're more common in kids' movies than adults' movies. Adults' movies, that's a thing I just made up. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> this is a family podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No comment. Um, <laughs> Which is why we did not discuss certain scenes from Fast Times earlier. <laughs> so, uh, okay. And what was Jodie Foster doing around 2002 after that came out? Okay, maybe it's another Fincher movie. Let's see, who are his big female stars? Um, there's Rosamund Pike from Gone Girl, although that seems a bit esoteric at this point. And I have no idea what she was working on in 18 years ago 19 years ago oh goodness aj we're all old (laughs) uh let's see more recently uh amanda seyfried from netflix's mank that was before mean girls so i don't think it would have been her um there's definitely rooney mara who probably would have been acting at the time maybe in lesser stuff um i know she and her sister have both been working for like longer than anyone would think, so that's a possibility. No, I think I think of those, the the Kristen Stewart guess makes the most sense. So uh, let let's go with that. Kristen Stewart is your answer. I do like the imagery of Kristen Stewart and getting bitten. I mean, that's yeah, that pretty much that goes hand in hand. Unfortunately, you just got all in your head there and just you know assumed that this was going down some sort of David Fincher rabbit hole, which it was not. Oh no! Uh, sometimes the stream of consciousness is very, very direct. We're spinning off from Admiral Akbar, who we mentioned in the previous question with "It's a trap." Uh, is indeed. Uh, I said that the scene in question was rewritten and shot twenty-four hours later. We're talking to the famous cougar scene from oh! the second season of 24. Oh, oh, no. Yes. If I asked you now, would you get it? <laughs> it's Alicia Cuthbert. <laughs> it is indeed. Alicia Cuthbert was... Uh, so this actually goes a long way in explaining why this scene is so awful, to be honest. Uh, it is there's a, oh, but There's a whole oral history about this. Apparently, uh, she was not feeling well, and she went... To, to work that day to shoot this scene where she was going to get uh, attacked by a cougar. The cougar was going to actually physically attack her and, and, and maul her uh, in some way. Like So it was really going to be shot with danger. It was actually going to look dangerous. But they got there, she wasn't feeling well, and the trainer said, hey, uh, you want to meet the animal beforehand? And apparently that's not normal. You don't do that. Because then, for whatever reason, if, if there is a bad reaction, you get bit on your hand. And she said it was just a tiny bite. It wasn't that big. Uh, the amusing thing is she went to the hospital, and they were all concerned because they were told that they were going to deal with an animal uh, bite, an animal attack. And she was covered in the fake blood she was supposed to be covered in. And they <laughs> thought she had actually been mauled. And they're like, no, it's just a little, little thing on my finger. It's no big deal. Uh, I was petting it. And it kind of nipped me. It was no big deal. Uh, but anyway... As a result of all this, the trainer said uh, he's bitten her. There's no way he can, at this point, shoot a scene with her at all. So the next day, they just shot B-roll of the cougar from a distance, <laughs> and which is what they used, and it's why the scene looks like there's no danger here. Yeah, there is no danger here because they, yeah. <laughs> they couldn't shoot the scenes they wanted. Uh, yeah, the um, 24 had its ups and downs, didn't it? Stoop, 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 stoop. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that was certainly... Uh, 
the jump the shark moment, jump the land shark moment for <laughs> many people uh, there. Yeah, no, no bueno. But yeah, Alicia Cuthbert is the answer we were looking for there. Uh, can I give you the points? Still sitting on the nine. But sir, all is not lost. Still plenty of time left to go. And we are moving on to America's favorite fun question. It's the fungo. Here's how it works, sir. As always, the fungo is three disparate clues all pointing towards the same singular answer. If you can guess the word that I'm looking for on one clue, three points headed your way. If you need that second clue, two points. If you need all three clues, then you are only going to get one point. But hey, on the bright side, you're getting one point if that happens. And that's good because the alternative is you get it wrong three times in a row and come away with your third consecutive goose egg. And we don't want that to happen. That's not the point of this game. Uh, <laughs> I have provided three clues. I have randomly placed them in three columns. Columns A, B, and C. One of them is a little bit potentially easier to get in one. One of them is maybe 50-50 to get in one. And one of them is, if you get in one, well played. And kudos to you, sir. But far be it for me to decide whether you get the easy, medium, or hard to start it off. They've been randomly placed in these categories. Please pick the column that you want. Would you like A, B, or C? Let's go with A. A it is. Here is your fungo clue. Start of a Travolta title. Start of a Travolta title. You know, he's been in a few movies over the years. Um, Well, yes. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, I mean, you know, there's... It's got to be something with more than one syllable, so that knocks out Greece, because I don't think the answer would be Gree. Um, it'd be hard to fit that into two other clues. So you got Saturday Night Fever, you got Pulp Fiction, Wild Hogs. Let's, um, I got to choose something uh, that's an Travolta title. We'll say Saturday. Saturday, an excellent guess, a perfectly fine guess. I mean, it, it, this clue certainly gets you in the ballpark. It's not right, however, but uh, well-guessed. I appreciate uh, you, you at least hitting, hitting the target here. Uh, which clue would you like next, B or C? Let's go with B. B it is. 80s love location. 80s love location. Question mark? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is this a cryptic clue? Uh, I don't... I do love my cryptic-type uh, clues. Or, you know, just your crossword-style... Uh, Perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's puzzle this out. Um, let's see, I'm trying to think if there was like a person named Love uh, who was famous in the '80s, uh, or maybe a character, something. Um, there was a band called Love, but I think they had mostly broken up by then. Um, being from Virginia, I know that there was the Virginia's for Lovers slogan that started maybe in the 70s. Uh, could have been the 80s, though, too. Um, it's definitely one of the... Could it be Virginia? I don't know if... I don't know if there's a Travolta movie that starts with those t- uh, that word. Hmm. What else could this be? There's, see, could it be referring to Mike Love, maybe? The Beach Boys? They had... They listed off a, pun, uh, a bunch of locations uh, in their big 80s hit. Uh, but is there a Travolta movie that starts with you know, Kokomo or Jamaica or Bahama? Uh, I can tell this is going to be one of those that like maybe the third clue gives it to me, or if not, I'll see it as soon as you point it out. And um, something tells me that 
Something tells me that Mike loves takeover of the Beach Boys, uh, which was certainly very unfortunate, but that might be the right path here. So which of these uh, you know, Caribbean-ish islands would have been in a Travolta movie title? I wish I knew the lyrics to the song better for this one instance, otherwise it might be a little bit better. Yes, trying to go through the place. There is a movie called Key Largo. I think that was before Travolta was on the scene, so don't think it's that. Huh. Let, let's, I'll go for the uh, the klaxon here and just say Kokomo. Kokomo is not the correct answer, so let us move on to our final clue. For you completionists out there, it is column C. P Ridge for one. Ridge for one. It sounds like a mountain. Is there a Travolta mountain? Mount? Yeah. Okay. Gonna have to try to run through the uh, Travolta filmography uh, sporkle here. See if I can come up with anything. <laughs> uh, let's see. Well, first you have to sit through this 15 second ad. <laughs> <laughs> In the 70s, he didn't do much. Uh, yeah, well, like the 70s movies that he was in were all pretty big, so I. I think I've already thought through those. Um, 80s, he petered out a bit. There was Blowout. Blow doesn't sound right. Um, so maybe this is from his revival. There's Pulp Fiction. He did... Let's see, Hairspray was a little more recently. Um, trying to think of... Uh, that um, His Elmore Leonard one was Get Shorty, and that's not going to do it. Um, maybe Swordfish? Maybe... Oh, you know what? I think I think I have something. Um, I think if you had perhaps given me the other actor in the movie that I think this is, I might have had an easier time coming up with it. But um, I think that uh, you know, there are you know ridges and mountains that resemble um, you know a face, and certainly the first half of a Travolta movie is uh, in Face Off. Um, We'll go with face, and if that's not it, I've exhausted my uh, resources here. Face is your guess. Unfortunately, no, no, I'm sorry. What if I told you that the other actor in this film is Forrest Whitaker? Uh, what was it? <laughs> As it turns out, again, totally random, but kind of funny. Uh, so, P. Ridge, famous for being involved in uh, in wartime. Little fighting going on there. Pat Benatar sung about love in the eighties. Oh my god! <laughs> no, I can't. And while Travolta did look like he had Jamaican dreadlocks in this film, <laughs> Jamaica was not the answer. We're talking about Battlefield. Battlefield. Um, would it surprise you if I told you that I have actually seen the Battlefield Earth? Uh, no, no, it probably yeah. wouldn't surprise me, but. Uh... It took a lot of effort. It's very, very hard to get through. Uh, well, better you than me, but uh, unfortunately, even seeing it could not help you. I'm sure you can go get your uh, e-meter reading and try and get clear <laughs> from your memory or anything. But uh, Oh, I'm so sorry, sir. So sorry. It was sitting there. Uh, you were correct. Once you heard the answer, you'd know you, you, know you should have gotten it. <laughs> <laughs> Or at least could have gotten it, and that's the point. I uh, can't give you the points there, although some, uh, some, uh, you know, I'm always, I'm always happy when someone brings up something that reminds me of Nicolas Cage. Always makes me smile. <laughs> nine points. We've been stuck on nine for quite some time, Tucker. Well, you know, um, I have nobody to blame but myself. 
This is true. You certainly can't blame me because these questions are spectacular. <laughs> Perfect. I've gotten multiple of these. I just can't pull it. All right. Well, we've got two questions left. They are the two highest possible scoring questions of the game. So still plenty of time for you to increase your score headed into our finale of the episode. Uh, suddenly everything after Savali, you have to say this way. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, question number four. Good luck for four points. Here we go. Uh, according to a National Geographic study from August 2020, mountain lions are the largest land predator in only one state, and that would be Nebraska. That's not your question. I was going to ask you which state. It actually happens to be Nebraska. Uh, bears tops the list of attacks in over 30 states. There are four other animals that appear on this list as being the largest land predator in any given state here in these united states to get your four points i need you to name me three of the other four animals that appear on this list as being the largest land predator in one of the 50 u.s states and just for clarification for you like i said mountain lions cougar that is all collected mm -hmm. together bears refers to all types of bears mm -hmm. got it okay no guessing koalas then um so let's see. Um, I'm going to start in the north because uh, the moose is a very large land animal. Um, definitely has injured and bitten many a person who is simply trying to carve their initials into the moose. Um, and I think that's, think that's got to be one of them. Um, I feel like maybe in the southwest there's something a little different there. Um, definitely wildly different uh climate and this whole time i've been thinking in my head like you know, the coyote must be one um might not be large enough but it's seems reasonable um I'm trying to think of like different climates and stuff i imagine them the you know alaska is very different but i assume the moose is there um i wonder what hawaii's would be um it's not a on a biome I'm too familiar with, and I don't really know the animal life there, so I might have to shelf that one. Okay, so I've got two guesses I think are good, which, uh, if they're wrong, probably just goes to show you how uh, poor my guesses have been all day. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, coming up with a third one, let's um, see, maybe it's uh, the upper Midwest, perhaps, um, like Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan region. Oh, you know, what I haven't said is uh, a wolf. So, oh, do I want to go with that? I'm sure there's something bigger in a lot of these, but we'll stick with those three. I'm going to go with uh, coyote, wolf, and moose. Very different animals. They are very different animals. Uh, all could be considered land predators in the right circumstance. The question is, are they the largest land predator in any given state? Like I said, uh, mountain lions, that seems to be only a cornhusker problem. Go figure. Uh, it's really not, a not a problem elsewhere. It's just that bears are really a big problem in this country. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of bears. A lot of bears, uh, including in Alaska, where the polar bear is the largest land predator. So, uh, But I said bears all count together, so that, that, that was not going to help you out there. In the District of Columbia, plus five states, the serious problem is something called a coyote. That's one for you. 
Unfortunately, that is the only one that you're going to get here. Yeah, uh, the bears and uh, bears kind of covers most of the uh, foresty kind of Pacific huh. area there. Uh, you were in the wrong neck of the woods. You should have been looking into the southeast, the bayou, Florida region, mm. where the alligator the alligator comes on land and attacks a lot of things in nine states and Florida is unique because they don't have uh, exclusively alligators. They have crocodiles as well and crocodiles take over Florida. The interesting one uh, and the one that is kind of amusing is Hawaii is very interesting. There's not a lot of predators uh, there. You know, certainly don't have a, a wolf or a coyote or a bear problem. The largest land predator that is causing uh, most of the mayhem in Hawaii is the house cat. Oh, sure. Stray cats, feral, go feral, and they just destroy wildlife and ecosystems out there. I've heard a lot of uh, things about the dangers in Hawaii of leaving a glass of water too close to the edge of a table, too. So, <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, you know, they just can't resist. <laughs> Uh, it's really hard out there. You've got to make sure you have plastic cups everywhere. You can poison your poi, I suppose. That could... <laughs> you can't spell poison without poi, folks. So that's how you solve the problem. I don't know. I would never do that. But yeah, but yeah, apparently it's a, it's a serious problem out there. It's not the Tabutiki amulet that Greg were, were surfing that's the biggest issue out there. Anywho, can't give you the points there, although uh, you, weren't, you weren't shut out. You, you did get the coyote, so yeah. good for you. Uh, and I pronounce it coyote instead of coyote, in honor of Aaron Savali. Anyway, uh, <laughs> your final question, sir. Five points. You need this. I do. You need this. I mean, you don't need it. I mean, you know, nothing happens to you, really, if you don't advance. But if you want to advance, five points. Sitting out there. Sitting out there. And this is another one of my... Uh, I had one of these questions earlier in the competition, throwing in one out there. It's kind of my follow my train of thought question. I'm going to give you like a kind of a pop culture stream of consciousness thing here, and you got to follow it. Maybe there are certain ends and come at it from certain ways here. But I am thinking of an actor who starred in an adaptation of a Douglas Adams novel, and that actor went on to voice an animated penguin in two movies. I want you to tell me the name of the song in which this actor in the 1980s appeared in the music video of which marked his debut. Oh, goodness. Okay. All right. So, starred in an adaptation of Douglas Adams' novel. Um, so... In the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy movie, the lead was Martin Freeman. Um, and in the Dirk Gently TV show, I think that was Jason Schwartzman. He's been around music. He's certainly been in a famous family his entire life. Um, that seems like a reasonable path to go down. Um, I mean, that that very, very easily could be... Um, Schwartzman here um, would have been as a child, which makes sense. Um, he was acting; well, he was acting a prominent roles in uh, the late '90s, so definitely reasonable. Um, and it's not as if the Coppola family didn't have a habit of, you know, putting their own children in scenes where they needed, you know, a baby or a toddler to run around for a little bit. 
Now, the other Schwartzman, his brother, who's mainly a musician, I think, um, wouldn't have been uh, writing anything at the time, so it's not him. Uh, Talia Shire's their mother. I don't think she had a music career. Um, if she did, I missed it. Um, let's see. The other Coppola's pretty much work entirely in film. Well, the other thing is his cousin, Nicolas Cage, um, would have been in a movie with Cher in the late 80s. Um, she was definitely still putting out a lot of music. <laughs> Unfortunately, I, goodness, I do I know an 80s Cher song? <laughs> um, that's the only path I have. I feel like I must be going down <laughs> the wrong train of thought. Um, you said he voiced an animated penguin? Did I make that up? Voiced an animated penguin in two films. Dan Mini Penguin in two films. Okay. Um, so, I mean, there's the Madagascar movies and the Penguins of Madagascar spinoff, but um, I'm pretty sure those were just voiced by the directors and the writers of the movie. I'm trying to think if there's an inroad there. Animated Penguin. Is there a Penguin in the Toy Story movies? I think there was. Oh, there was, uh, there was the Penguin in the Toy Story movies who had the, the wheezy voice. Um, absolutely cannot remember who voiced that character. Um, would be really helpful right about now if I could. Because um, <laughs> uh, I know that character wasn't in all of the movies either. And that's... Hmm, I feel like I must be missing out on something. <laughs> the other thought is, uh, is this one of the 80s music videos David Fincher directed? And... I know his 90s videos better. So, let's see. He did Madonna videos. Which one would have had a different actor? 80s Madonna singles. Um, oh, okay. I hope my stream of consciousness there was enough to uh, make this entertaining for <laughs> time. Let's say Material Girl. Material Girl is your answer. So, I have to say that I am very, very, uh, shall we say, surprised it took you so long to circle back to David Fincher music video. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense, yeah. Um, because, of course, that's going to be where this is going to lead when I'm talking about music videos, the final question, we're going to link back to your pack somehow. So, indeed, this is a music video that was directed by Mr. David Fincher. Also very impressed that you are even aware of Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency, which is uh, the first book is actually really good and probably uh, a little bit better than uh, his Douglas Adams' latter parts of his uh, four-book trilogy on the Hitchhiker series. That's the book of his that I've read. Uh, I loved it, and I should read the others, but that's why I know it. <laughs> and I believe the detective of that is Aaron Savali. Um, <laughs> yes, sir. No, uh, that's it's a name that is almost unpronounceable. If uh, you know, I don't even know if the series got it right. But Vlad Shelley is not exactly <laughs> C J E L L I uh, with the first name S V L A D. It's like I don't know how to pronounce that. I'm just reading it. Thank goodness. Uh, and we are indeed talking about that as being the TV show in question. The movie series in question is Happy Feet, in which this actor played Mumble. Uh, in the oh. two Happy Feet movies. And as a child, little, little boy, although his first movie role that most people talk about is as video game kid in Back to the Future 2, Elijah Wood got his start 
in a music video directed by David Fincher. He is young businessman with the haunting eyes as Paula Abdul tap dances around him in Forever Your Girl. Well, he should have asked me about MC Scat Cat's acting debut. I would have gotten that one right. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Uh, and I thought perhaps a little bit of uh, a, a hint slash neg bait there was, in fact, we were just talking about the domestic cat, which may have given you MC Scat Cat, kind yeah. of pushed you in that direction, or at least maybe gotten you in the Paul Abdul uh, ballpark there. Cannot give you the point, but, you know, much like Paul Abdul, you were tap dancing all around it there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like, honestly, no, if I had even remembered that you were going for Elijah Wood, I probably still wouldn't have come up with the Paul Abdul song. Indeed, but thank you for uh, tap dancing around and going through your stream uh, of consciousness there. Uh, I'm not going to let you go, because, you know, uh, it's important to finish what you started, even though that was a Van Halen song and not directed by David Fincher. But um, one question is left. It is indeed the guillotine. We got the guillotine! Tucker, one final question, one answer. It's that simple. If you get it right, that nine becomes eighteen. Not going to be enough. Anticlimactic, I know. Not going to be enough to get you into the into the semifinals. Uh, Cheyenne, Heather, you can breathe easily. You're in. It's okay. But Tucker's going to play this out, and we want him to not lose his head either. To get it wrong, Tucker, your score will stay at nine. No harm, no foul. But if you give me an answer that makes no sense whatsoever i.e. no sandbagging, or if what is more likely to happen, if it's going to happen, if you give the wrong answer that I have pre-selected as being the guillotine answer, then it is off with your head and your score will get chopped in half and you will drop down to 4.5 points. You would not be the only person to be sitting at that 4.5 points. You would be joining Nicole Newlist in that ignominious, but perhaps even more brave and honorable portion of the competition, I dare say. <laughs> Could you stick your head out there and you know, that's what's important. Yeah. In any event, are you ready for all this to come to a hopefully not bloody end? Yeah, uh, let's bring it to a head. The blade has been raised. Here is your question, sir. At Caesar's Palace in Las Vegas. Apart from Blackjack... And not counting poker, which is its own separate entity with its own separate gambling room. What game has the most tables on their casino floor? I realize most people aren't allowed in said casinos anymore because of quarantine, but uh, assuming that they're slowly opening up the floor. On uh, an average basis, on a normal business day, and they open up all their tables... Apart from blackjack, not counting poker, which game has the most tables on the casino floor at Caesars Palace Las Vegas, sir? Uh, a think away. All right, so I feel this has to be one of the, um, the like the more prominent American casino games. So it's probably not going to be like baccarat, for example. Um, I have to think that this would come down to like roulette or craps, really. Um, and maybe I'm maybe I'm overthinking a bit. Um, or underthinking, I suppose. Um, but now th those seem like the two most likely answers to me, which means I'm sure one of them is the guillotine and the other is the right answer. Let's see. 
can I give myself like a 60-40 here instead of a 50-50? <laughs> you're, you're trying to calculate the odds? <laughs> yes, yes I am. Yeah. Oh, table games, that's hilarious. <laughs> AJ, as I'm sure you know, the house always wins. So, so <laughs> I, half of my points will be going to somebody else for a future pot, and that's how it works. Um, <laughs> perhaps involves a bigger table. Um, which means that there's more room and therefore they probably wouldn't need as many. So with that very, very uh, <laughs> arbitrary reasoning in mind, I'm going to say roulette. Roulette is your answer. Very good. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure I've mentioned this on the podcast a gazillion times, but I used to uh, work in a casino here in Atlantic City. Uh, used to deal, was a floor person. Uh, all that good stuff could figure out if you deserve comps and write you out comps and all that good stuff. And I watched a lot of blackjack. Oh, did I watch a lot of blackjack dealt a lot of blackjack. I've got stories enough to fill a book, uh, but you know, that book publishing industry anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, not surprising that blackjack is the most, uh, popular game. Uh, not surprising that poker, uh, is, is probably uh dwarfs most uh, games uh, depending on how many people are playing but they have its own room not in the mix here so you are uh yeah you're, you're probably right there uh not only because the table is so big but because so many people can play at once they don't need as many tables for craps so craps uh it's probably a good idea to not uh not go in that direction because that's not even in the top three Oh really? So forty people can play at once. They don't. They don't care. Uh, so you don't need as many tables. It's that simple. Uh, and people like people like a hot game. They don't like. Uh, you don't play craps on your own. You you play with yeah. that with the with the with the community table. Whereas you're you're looking for a game where uh, you, know, you people can play, but you know a lot of tables. Anywho, enough rambling about that. In second place on the list with eleven tables is what we used to call one of the carnival games one of these games that the house odds are so good i don't know why you're playing but it's very popular as three card poker three card poker is one of it's 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 a dumb game you get three cards and you have to beat the dealer and you get payouts for three of a kind and straights and straight flushes and pairs and whatnot it's don't play it folks just just don't play it you 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 will indeed uh, lose your shirt, as it were. Uh, the number one answer, the answer that was the correct answer, has 14 tables. Uh, the guillotine answer also has 11 tables. So it was tied for a second. Uh, and I'm going to now reveal to Tucker now uh, what that answer is. Mm. <laughs> well, as is my luck. <laughs> Do you hear that screaming? Do you hear that agony? Do you hear that, oh no, I don't know if Tucker's going to be able to talk anymore. It goes, what is the guillotine answer? I am sorry. Off with your head, sir. Dropping your score to four and a half. You are in a worthy company, elite company, and uh, uh, your head will... Go on a, on a pike as a warning to all of King's Landing uh, not to mess with Joffrey, or perhaps as a warning to the residents of the kingdom in Alexandria, in the behest of Alpha. I mean, you know, I don't care which, which, which uh, property you go with here. Uh, heads will roll. So, yeah, unfortunately, no. Uh, roulette is our guillotine answer. The correct answer, you poo-pooed and dismissed quite early on. Oh, no. Is Baccarat. Oh, wow. Uh, 
it oh. is baccarat. Uh, yeah, it's very popular with the Asian community, and uh, they love casinos. There's there's whole rooms where it's just a lot of a lot of a lot of Chinese people come to this country just to play in our casinos. Uh, and they play uh, pie gal poker, which is a really fun game, and I, I actually is not much of a house edge that I loved dealing and flooring uh, that game and and baccarat. Which is actually, I'm surprised Mini Baccarat wasn't uh, wasn't also on the list. But uh, yeah, it, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I'm honored to be Louis the Sixteenth here uh, after a quite pitiful showing. <laughs> on the plus side, I mean, this is the final episode of of the of the tournament before we move on to the semifinals. So uh, I've got cake. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I'll let you eat. Uh, Tucker, uh, heads rolling aside, uh, thank you so much for being here. It's always a pleasure having you in the hot seat, and uh, you are certainly welcome back anytime before I let you go. Uh, I'm surprised your brain hasn't shut off, but you're, but you're, apparently you're still able to talk, so is there anything you'd like to say before you leave? Well, you know, stream of consciousness thoughts is really how I regret, uh, <laughs> so... Um, but yeah, um, love being on again. Thanks once again for having me. Uh, even though uh, you could see my agony on my face the entire time, uh, I do really <laughs> love being on this show. Uh, definitely one of the best podcasts out there. Other than that, if I can soapbox just a little bit, uh, now that we're past the whole presidential thing, remember to uh, you know stay in touch with local politics. Make sure that um, you know you're paying attention to what's happening in your community uh, because that's where a lot of the battle can be won. And of course, go Yankees. Indeed, and you know, even though Tucker's head has come off and he's clearly dead, he's still going to vote, and there's no problem with that because that seems to be the same that happens everywhere, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, get people voting. There's just so many of them; it's a real big problem. Very bigly indeed, uh, Tucker. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Uh, if you would like to get in touch with me at BMG Pod on Twitter, easiest way to do it. If you want to join our Facebook group, join our community. Be my guest. The fans' hot seat can be found there. And if you want to support the cause, Patreon.com/slash Beat My Guest. I ain't gonna say no to that. Uh, Tucker, get out my hot seat. Gladly. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. All thank you all for listening to the tournament. We are going to be back. In two weeks, we're going to take a week to record all of our semifinalists, and we're going to get them ready for six exciting episodes with the tippy-tippy top, the best of the best, as they battle it out for the two and only two spots in the final. Oh, it's going to be a very exciting start to 2021, folks. I hope you tune in. Until the next time, thank you for listening. Take care, and bye-bye. Did you beat our guest, or did our guest beat you? Tell us all about it on Twitter at BMGPod. And if you like what you've heard, spread the word. This has absolutely not been a Mark Goodson, Bill Todman production.